What up? What up? What is happening? Uh, bowl, bowl face. What's <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> oh man, oh, you turned into a regular up here, Ferns. What's good, man? I'm here, brother. What's going on with you? Hey, Kazo. Yeah, family. Like, no, no, they do. That ain't no family. What it do? It's all, no, it's all, it's all organic, man. No, ain't, ain't no family. What it do? No, no, that's not how it works. What you? Once you know them like 30 plus years, all their family is family, dog. What what that, don't that qualify somewhere? That should be like in a rule somewhere. Like Yeah. 100%. Like, if I know you 30 plus years, I know you over 30 years, bro. Like, you said like my third, like my third birthday party. Like, like that, that's that's a long time, bro. <laughs> Your kids is my is my nephews and nieces. It don't matter whether they know me or not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> they may never know me, son, but that's my nephews and nieces, guys. They don't even know it. When Timmy first told me, she was like, yeah, Fern said we was cousins. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, I what do I say, man? <laughs> I get it. I get it. I ain't gonna let nothing happen out of my presence. Like, we family. It don't make a difference. <laughs> you're, you're, a good, you're a good man, Charlie Brown. You're I a good man. Brother. I appreciate that, my brother. You're a good man. Same, same goes... And I don't want to butcher this. Kasaya, is that did I say that right? Absolutely, absolutely. See, look at that. Good. Look at that. I don't know if you. I don't know if you typed it on um, Facebook and read it or what, but yeah, hundred percent. No, I didn't. That, that, that's pure <laughs> muscle memory. Okay. I heard it, okay. Heard it one time because you didn't. You didn't introduce us. I had to introduce myself, so I heard it one time. And I had a lot going yeah. on that day, bro. Yeah, I bet I had you did. A lot did. going on that day. I bet, I bet you did. <laughs> Yo. I, I mean, I, me and Boomer had an ongoing joke at your reception, and I know this is not podcast-related stuff, but we had an ongoing joke at your reception that your parents were so happy to get you out of the house. Like, and then we, we turned and saw your father dancing with your mom. I said, look, look, he's so happy. He's I said, yeah, yeah, Fern's bags packed the moment he said he was engaged. Get that nigga it's so, out of here. It's so crazy. I'm over there like every week though, so it don't really. <laughs> I ain't really leave, but I guess when I leave, they like, all right now, <laughs> you're not staying tonight, is you? <laughs> you know how that goes like, okay, all right, it's been good seeing you. Yeah, you, you can know? always stop by, nigga. Stop by. That's yeah, it. Don't don't just, stay. Just, that's right. <laughs> oh man, but you, if you bring a bag over the house, it's like, oh, what you doing there? Yeah, whoa, 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 Married Tiffany's parents would say to us, "Don't feel like, uh, don't be too embarrassed to come over here and eat. We know you just got married, so money's probably gonna be tight." I'm like, "I ain't gonna pass up a free meal, but we we, right. we ain't hurting. We, we, ain't we okay, hurting. dog. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, when parents, um, they they're very much so parents over their children, no matter how old they are. So it's like, you know, you need anything? You got, you got pocket change? 
I'm like, rent is kind of high, but I'm okay. <laughs> you know, I can, I can buy a few pairs of sneakers on the, you know, like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> I remember. But I appreciate um, that I got that, you know. Yeah, you know what's crazy? That your parents could be struggling themselves. And if you need something, they'll be like, you know, you know, you can always ask me, right? How much do you need? It's like, Sam. <laughs> You just told me you told me last week that you were struggling. Why, why am I come to you and be like, "Hey, can I borrow?" Some? Like that's just selfish in my mind. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's the parental thing. Like you can see your parents snatching an eviction notice off the door, and they'll still tell you, "Be like, yo, if you need something, just let me know." You be like, "Where you gonna get it from?" You know what I'm saying? Like in your head, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you like, I, I grew up with you. We, we, you know, like <laughs> I see the red the red letters coming from the from the office. Like, where you? Where, where you get the money from? You know, like you said, bro, it's when you grow up and you're not a leech, like you appreciate all that they've done for you and all you want to do is get back to them at a certain Man. age. So you'd be like, you know, you good. Do you need anything? And it just, it just be backwards and forwards. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's always putting uh, your kid before you because even mm -hmm. for me, like I'll go shopping Nigga, I'll load the cart with everything that my kids like and eat and need yeah. in the house and then walk away and not get nothing, <laughs> nothing yeah, for me. Bro. Like, I'm like, all right, whatever, nigga. It's an elevated mindset, bro. You, you have an elevated mindset and it's not selfish and your family comes first and that's across the board. You know, their protection, their safety, their provisions, all that good stuff. And that's a, that's an honor because some niggas are going in and not get their kids nothing. You know, you go to Walmart and they racking up. <laughs> and then they, they might have bought their kid the Capri Sun, maybe. Listen, you know? sometimes Capri Sun and get you through, nigga. That's I'm what I'm listening. saying. Listen, man, you, you, you preaching, bro. You preaching 100%, <laughs> man. Like, but speaking about uh, uh, safety and all that other stuff, I want to talk about, uh, we're going to have some fun. Talk about these white people at the Capitol. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. We're we, we going to have some fun. Um, have you seen the No Fly List? Hashtag on Twitter? No, I haven't been on Twitter in quite some time. Do yourself a favor mm -hmm. and search the no fly list when you get a chance. Mm -hmm. It is a video, it's a collage of videos of these white people who stormed the Capitol and thought they were getting away scot-free with no uh no charges. They thought their privilege privilege was gonna take them, you know. Oh yeah, let's take these podiums. Let's take these these things off Nancy Pelosi's yeah. desk. Let's take pictures, and nothing's gonna happen to us. Cause you know, had that been black people, nigga, we wouldn't yeah. made it to the steps. Yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely a difference in in, in mindset and approach, and it's past privilege, bro. It's, it's all power now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, even even privileged people don't set in their minds that I'm going storm the Capitol today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have some type of power, some type of influence, some type of strategy behind that, bro. You don't just wake up, even with my privileged self, I don't get up and say, you know what, today's the day I'm just going, I'm going to risk my life and I'm going to storm the Capitol, bro. And I was listening to, um, what's, the, what's that girl's name? Um, Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, um, okay. She's, I think she's a House of Representative person or something like that. Um, yeah. But she was like, yo, she was in fear for her life. She said, they tried to kill her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, they were doing things that was wicked. They, they was she you know she's gonna be kidnapped, all kind of stuff. So, you know, just imagine like you just being a regular person in there, and that happens like while you in the building. And then I'm watching cops like back up, tell them stop, 
a thousand people still coming at him. I was like, yo. So um, it's beyond privilege, bro. If I were one of those officers, it would have been a real life Call of Duty game, nigga. I'm getting paid to protect the Capitol. Nigga, I'm using the A15s, the 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 the, the AKs, the engines, yeah. nigga, whatever it is. I I'm getting paid for this. It ain't like, oh well, I'm here on a, a school trip. Nigga, I'm getting paid 100%. to defend the capital. Hundred percent, hundred percent, bro. I mean, at this point, um, it's it's it, it's just, but to watch what happened, like, what, like, what do you do? Like, think about it, bro. We, you either kill them all or you just let them all in. What I'm gonna do? I'm trying to make it home. <laughs> I'm here for a check, nigga. And that's the 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 first mentality is I'm trying to get home. I don't know what y'all trying to do. First mm-hmm. off, the virus is still outside, so yep. majority of y'all unmasked. I'm trying yep. to get home. So yeah. y'all storming the Capitol. My immediate reaction is, oh, I got to get home. I don't care nothing about that's these it. niggas and Bro. what they doing. I got to get home. If that yeah. means I gotta mace you, I gotta club you, I gotta cuff you to the stairs, the niggas come like it is what bro, it is. Bro, at the end of the day, you I just step aside. What I look like you school safety in the school. You trying to you trying to arrest kids with the one handcuff they give you. You know what I'm saying? You trying to arrest a hundred hundred people? Get out of here, dog. Step to the side. Let them do what they do. File a claim after. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, <laughs> file a claim, bro. You trying to break up a fight? The person that breaks up the fight is always the one that gets killed, bro. You know, so I don't know, man. It is it's different, man. Yeah, so their, their privilege had them uh, thinking that they could go home. They were yo, they were smiling in the videos. They was kicking and chuckling it up like mm-hmm. nothing was gonna happen. The no fly list uh, video shows them being arrested. Uh, some of them being taken off the planes, and of course, their privilege is screaming. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. You can't force me to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. Marshals handcuff these niggas right up. Yeah. Snatch yeah. the niggas off the plane. <clears throat> they grabbed uh, they grabbed two ladies at baggage claim. One <laughs> was- <laughs> they, 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 they landed and they was good. Ooh. <laughs> right before you grab your bag. Snap. Nigga. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, niggas is grabbing their bags. They had one guy, and you can tell he was uh, just spewing uh, KKKisms. He, you're treating me like a black person. Where yeah, that, okay, that, 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 that's where you are yeah, today. Whatever you call it, you come with us. I, I would have been like, sir, you're not being treated like a black person because first off, black people wouldn't have got that far. Yeah, you made it home. So yes, yes. Be, be, be gracious that you made it home. But the the. Caucasity, that's um, mm. that's the word I'm going to use. The caucasity Caucas- of these people <laughs> <laughs> to take like the podiums and take pictures of Nancy Pelosi's desk with their feet up and think like they would just be untouched. First off, my thing is Trump riled y'all up and then went to the bunker like and watched y'all act a fool. Yeah. Didn't, didn't send a pardon for anybody. Yeah. Didn't give y'all no, uh, no, no, um, carte blanche to just walk free. He set y'all up. Y'all went over there like idiots. Yeah. And now look at you. Yeah. And knowing that, knowing that guy though, he 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 could, he could try to pardon some people before he leaves. Do you no. think it's gonna happen? <clears throat> no, you never know what's gonna happen with him. 
You know what I mean? You, That's you, but, the truth. But you had, but he has that ability to surprise you. No one thought that the Capitol would be raided. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who would wake up and say, like, somebody's going to storm the Capitol successfully? They did it in the middle of while they was talking and stuff. Like, they said, oh, what's up? Good morning. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we here. We here. You know what I'm saying? They got cops running for their life. I've never seen that before. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, come on. This is, this is supposed to be, like, national security securing us. Like when they did the BLM marches and stuff like that, they had Nigga. national guards out here for us. You know what I mean? Like they were still tear gas, all kinds. They ain't do none of that. Come on, fam. Did you see the the star change in the uh, between the day cops and the, the night shift? Nah, they, they changed it. Oh, fam, the day cops are just letting them walk on by, like you said. Oh, nigga, I'm 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 sidestepping. Do your yeah. thing. I'll, I'll file a report. I'm about to get the off night squad from. when the night squad got there. Riot chills, throwing niggas down steps. Uh, <laughs> put, putting the knife stick to niggas' necks, tossing them over barricades. It's a different, it's a different story when the sun went down. See, the thing about it is, like, imagine nobody expects the, the nation's capital to, for that to happen. You expect one or two people who lost their mind to come through. You da da da, catch them real quick. You don't expect a thousand people to come in. You know what I'm saying? You, nobody expects a thousand. So then you probably never prepared for that. So you just, like I said, you just step aside, bro. Follow report. What were you doing at that? It was too many people. What was your weapon? I did not want to fire on people. <laughs> what you want them to did say? The, the, I think it was um, the black lady. Um, she punched the punched old girl in the face because she was trying to record. And a white lady tried to grab her phone. I think she was like an office or something. Mm-hmm. Black lady punched her right in the face, broke her whole joint up. And then old girl's daughter posted like online. She was like, Ma, is this you? Didn't you tell me I shouldn't go to the Black Lives Matter movement because it was violent? And <laughs> of her mom. <laughs> her mom. Her mom was on the Trump side. Yeah, her mom, her mom was, she, <laughs> first off, her family didn't know that she was going is the first thing. Right, right. Her family didn't know she was going, so she told them she was doing something else. So when they saw her <laughs> on the news, on the news, her daughter posted the picture, and, um, like, her daughter posted the picture, her eye was broken, like, all that other stuff. It was crazy. <laughs> you, you can never tell nobody not to do something. You can never tell your kids not to do something else after that. Fam. You got whooped too? You can't come on with your, with your eyes black too. You finished. Fam. You yeah, can't even punish it, me from now on. It's over, it's over for you in these streets. You can't um, punish me from now on, though. There was a there was another the lady who got shot and killed. Uh that's not funny, but they there was a meme saying she posted a tweet saying, I'll die before I see Joe Biden as president. And then it was the Michael Jordan meme with a bullet head that said, I took that personal. <laughs> I, hold on I'm not supposed to laugh but nigga that's funny I don't care but, what I said. oh funny. no 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 I'm not saying it's not funny I'm not gonna laugh but what I will do now I'm gonna laugh forget all that man I try to be nice man it's, you you can't, you can't put you can't make certain promises to God you know what I'm saying like that like he don't have the authority to follow through with him you know what I'm saying like come on man you can't You can't you can't do that with God. God is not playing. You know what not I mean? Not with not with niggas that's uh trying to take their life in their own hands. Nah. 
Plus, if you're on your way to hell anyway, bro, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like if, if God check, when God look at his list, he's like, oh, you're not on it. Don't worry about that. He just, you know, I don't even, ain't no favor mercy in your life. You good, man. Get, get, get him up out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not even going to the hospital after, dog. You're just going, you're just dying immediately, bro. Yeah, you ain't getting no uh, no clearance, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. we're not even going. We're not even going to stall it for for prayer revival, nothing like that. You going, you going, like when you <laughs> ice them, gone <laughs> just immediately, like you know what I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, there was too many stories about people who didn't know their family was actually going out there for the, for the capital. Yes, baby. Oh, she called me and then she changed her mind. All right, that's it. That's uh, it. <laughs> The niggas uh, whose families didn't know that they were out there, that same lady I'm talking about that got shot, her mm-hmm. her fiance didn't know that she was even there. Imagine that, nigga. Imagine that. You wake up thinking your your fiance is going about business that they told you they was doing in the morning, and they die, and you don't see them anymore. Like, huh? It's it's um, it's scary to think about. But it's also scary to think about the people that you're entangled with, you know, not from an entanglement standpoint. It's people that you're actually connected to. You know what I mean? It's like it's weird because some people you feel like they're all there up up, up top. And I mean, whoever you choose to vote for is up to you for whatever your personal reasons are. But there's some people carrying some deep rooted hate and, and perspective on certain things and you have no clue till later on in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, like you said, he could they could have been regular. They could be talking about uh, normal stuff all the time, and then she ended up at the Trump rally because that's how she really feel. And then somebody ISA, you know, and now, you know, my thing is, does they was engaged? Yeah, they was does engaged. He get, does he get the ring back? Like, what what happens now? Like, what, <laughs> you, you you get your deposit back? It's during COVID. You get your deposit back for the for the wedding thing. Like, what what happens now? Like. Those are my questions, you know. What? Nigga, I think the I, I think the story goes, uh, she was out there actually cheating on homeboy. Mm-hmm. I'm speculating. I ain't, I, I ain't seeing it no all of all the. I'm just going by what Alleg- I heard. allegedly. I hate you. Hello, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly she was cheating and such is life, nigga. It, it happens. But yeah, that's uh, that's why Uncle Murder wrap up, man. You you know how this works, man. You <laughs> you get caught out there, man. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, do right always, man. Yeah, niggas is wild. Uh, they keep saying that there's supposed to be some talk of uh, something happening uh, for the inauguration. But if they think that, first off, two things. I don't think the white people are brave enough to do um, anything outside of what happened at the Capitol, being that there's repercussions now. You move without fear because you didn't think you were going to get penalized. But now niggas is getting uh, jammed up and having federal charges drawn, brought against them. I think it's going to make people think twice. Um, I don't. If you, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you move with a certain type of um, supremacy mindset, it doesn't really matter because we see them get arrested, but we didn't see them go to jail and get charged. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we know because most of those people in those organizations, they have um, lawyers and, and legal things set up for type of, for moments like this. And you'll have those lawyers who will do pro bonos just because of the amount of supremacy that's in their heart too. 
you know, so let's see how it plays out. But <clears throat> it doesn't surprise me, bro. These people, like I said, I, I've seen it over the years. I, I don't see things like this. Um, I don't see things like this going the way it would if these people were um, had a little bit of melanin in their system. It just doesn't happen. Oh, no, 100%. And it, it shows you the the system. I, I saw something that said um, those actions just go to show you that the system was never meant to govern them. Yeah. It was never put in place to govern them. Mm-hmm. Because, like, just, again, the caucasity for them to think that they could storm the Capitol, not like a FedEx building, not like even though it's the government, uh, the postal, the postal office, not a bank, nigga, you stormed right. the capital. Right, and think about it, bro. They, not only did was it one or two people, it was hundreds of people, right? So that means that there was some type of preparation involved, communication involved. People were planning this. People had to communicate with each other to show up at the same time. That means that either they all had personal numbers or they was on Facebook groups doing this. How do you figure all this out? How, how was it so strategic that all of them? appear there at the same time. You know what I mean? They bought tickets from out of state, all this other stuff, bro. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like people wasn't just, people ain't just come out their house from across the street, bro. We talking about a massive plan to attack. That's terrorism, bro. Yeah. And to your point, like even people that put the noose up, like that's that's preparation. You don't just go to the store and buy a noose day of and nigga, that's, that's preparation. You, you, Plan that you had to cut the lumber from somewhere, put it together, and drive it in your pickup truck from wherever yep. you were to Washington. Yeah, that's preparation. But if you think that the government doesn't have access to ping any individual who was there, even though you may not have tweeted or posted on social media, nigga, you stormed the government building. You don't think they have technology that can pin? Your phone in the area that day? Yeah, yeah, but the government really—I mean, let's let's be one hundred percent clear. The government doesn't really care about what happened. You know, they care about oh, the no. advertise. They care about the advertisement of punishment. They don't care about the, the punishment. Optics. Yeah, yeah, it's Absolutely. all optics, bro. Because when yeah. when we look at it, they had people were sick enough to um, emulate George Floyd's murder on the steps of the Capitol. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. were sick enough to to put nooses and do things that were not only, so so it just wasn't their feelings about um, politics that would be displayed that day. It was their feelings about black people in general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Color people yeah. in general, people with melon in general, bro. You know, so that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a higher level of, um, of I wouldn't even say ignorance because they know exactly what they're doing. We're dealing with a higher level of supremacy mindset and power mindset and it, it, it we have to see it play out because there's no telling if these people are really going to be charged they may charge them with stuff like parking tickets get everybody gets some uh, one month probation you see what i'm saying like well, what yeah, are we doing I, we we can't uh i understand um looking for justice in a system that doesn't necessarily give it would be right. absolutely asinine to sit here and be like, oh no, justice is coming. They're going to get theirs. They won't. Yeah. We've seen countless stories, countless things, not like this, but something similar. Oh, that's so 100%. crazy. 100%. You sure that's a first? Yo. What's that, boy? He's an art guy. Listen, put man. It in the gallery. Put a little resin on that, man. You go up in price $200, I promise you. <laughs> Put a little resin. I promise you, dog. 
I know the game. <laughs> <laughs> My man. What's up, baby? It's a family affair. What's up, baby? That's it. That's we it. Got another RP, we got another RP. You gonna put this up? Yeah, put this one up too. Listen, listen. Those, I promise you, bro. Save that stuff and throw some resin. We gallery, we gallery waited. Go get, go finish painting, y'all. Oh. Yo, don't take that, don't take that for granted, bro. I promise you. Boski, mother told him to go back to living room too, and um, <laughs> you know how that story played out, bro. I never forget. I went to a, I went to a Basquiat exhibit with his original pieces, bro, and I was standing in front of a piece that was 110 million dollars by itself. One piece, bro. And they, they had four floors of the gallery of only his work. One piece was 110. And I didn't know it till I left. Man, if I'd have known that then, boy, I might have had the Capitol <laughs> building. Might have had a Capitol building moment, man. Yeah. Boy. I said 110 million, dog. We're talking about, and and who knows who owns these pieces now? It's not his fan. Like his, his mother and sister, I believe, own some of the pieces, but it's, it's it's crazy, bro. It's crazy, man. We question for you: How did you get into art? Now that that segue does here, I don't. But we're here. Because I, I, I was going someplace else. But how did you get into art? Um, I don't know, bro. It it really was when I was growing up. I wasn't really into it, into it. But I was always into creating. Um, throughout my life, like in my mind, I would create. Uh, you know, intellectual properties, characters, stuff like that. So as I got older. Um, I started an art tour, but what happened was I was driving by and I seen this um, this artist. Um, and he did a picture of Michael Jackson. His name is Sack Six. Shout out to Sack Six. He's a dope uh, street artist. And I, it really started with the street art, bro. And I started looking around and checking different people out. I used to just drive through Brooklyn and I used to be like, oh, stop here, you know, and just different things, take pictures of it. And so I just started um, photographing a lot of these memories, bro. And um, <clears throat> after that, bro, I just started moving and shaking at a lot of different events. And that's how, you know, I kind of got into it. But um, I always used to just create things. I could never draw, so that was my only downfall. But from younger, bro, I was always creating ideas and I would draw it out as best I can and then shoot it over to a graphic designer and we get it popping from there. But um, yeah, that's my art story, bro. But uh, Street Art, really talk to me. When, uh... My, my mother was an artist and she used to drag us to museums and I hated every minute of it. Like when we were younger, I, I, I hated every minute of it. I was like, I don't want to be here. Well, Cause she would, she had sketching classes. So she would sit in Bro. front of paintings, look at the painting and she would have to sketch the painting. I'm like, nigga, can we go somewhere else? Like this gotta yeah. be a McDonald's playground or something. But as I get older, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm into art. I do understand that it has value. Bro. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, I would like to start getting into like uh, street artists and things like that because I, I can look at stuff and say, "Oh, that's dope," but like, don't don't show me a picture of a book on inside and be like, "Oh, it's called the Fallen Icon." I'm gonna charge you twenty million dollars for it. No, it's a book yeah. on inside. No. Well, you know what I've learned from being around different artists and being in different galleries. Um, it's all about who you know. Some times and then the way you present yourself like some artists you'll never see them you'll only see their work mm -hmm. i respect that some artists you know like to be the forefront of their work you know some artists a lot of them if you really listen to their story they've been connected to the game you know um for a while like it's a, it's a dude named um salvio mundo um Savior mundo i believe and 
he grew up, he was like back in the day with Supreme and them beatboxing and dancing on and, and LES, you know what I mean? But you'll never mm. know these things unless you hear these stories. So you start talking with the stories and he moving and shaking with guys like Buster Rhymes and you know, Supreme giving him free stuff because he was you know, so a lot of people came up in that um that era of um Noah East Side and you know, for Soho was Soho and you know, tagging the you know, risking your life to tag the top of the building. You know what I'm saying? Or you be looking at buildings and you be like, yo, who got up there to tag that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever been to um the place in Long Island City? It, they recently closed down, um, but it was like graffiti and you can see it from the seven train. I think it's called- um, I'm talking about five points. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've been around it. I haven't, I've never um, stood there. To, it's too much to gather for me. Um, but I've been in the area definitely to take a look at some of the stuff. That some of the stuff is so classic, bro. Is is yeah, but that's that's the stuff that that's the stuff that interests me. People who have yeah. like freehand with just a can of spray paint, mm-hmm. and you can yeah. basically bug out. That's more impressive to me than somebody. Not I'm not discrediting any not discrediting any artist. I right. am more impressed with people that can do it freehand with a can of paint. Like, because yeah, there's no that, direction. A, yeah, bro, your eye is what draws you to whatever. You know what I mean? Or your ear or whatever the case may be. I'm a concept guy. If you got a dope concept, my ears are open. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to art, bro, it's all about what your eyes see. I'm a, I'm a more colorful person. I like colors. I also like concepts, you know? Like, if you look at Basquiat stuff, some of his stuff was, was when growing up, you like, dang, it looks weird. But as you get older and you learn, he was into an anatomy, you know? So mm. when you look at a lot of his stuff, you look at it from a, a anatomy standpoint, you see a lot of bones and muscles and, you know, skull faces and stuff. So that's what he was into. Um, <clears throat> I seen his first painting, I believe, after, um, I think he got in a car crash or something like that. That was pretty bad when he was younger and I seen the first painting that he made out of the car crash. And I was like, yo, this, this dude is bananas. And when you look at the, um, a lot of his concepts, like I, I seen videos with him explaining his concepts, stuff like that. And this dude was a, on a different planet, man. Different planet, man. Yeah, I, I wanna, um, I wanna maybe not tag along with you, but when stuff opens back up and you venture back into that field, um, I wouldn't mind just going in and just, Taking in, um, taking in the, the the street art or the scenes or the, the galleries, whatever. Have not even just the street art, just taking in the galleries, um, not just from for a perspective stance, but just uh, something different. Getting into it, uh, just trying to, you know, I, I want to have that J story of buying a painting that's worth two million, and then three yeah. years later it's worth ten million. Like I want to be able to have that. I got to get a million first, but I want to be able. But, bro, but think about it now, bro. You, you have guys that's out here. Um, shout out to AJ LaVilla. He's a dope artist. Um, his work, I seen work from him for like five, seven thousand. Ronald Draper from Harlem. You know? by, by your feet. There's some there's some names by your feet. I don't, know, I don't know if you see him dropping all over you, but there's some names by your feet if you want to kick them around and pick them up a little bit later. By my feet with him. Yeah, you, you're dropping some names by your feet. I, I, I see you dropping some names by your feet. <laughs> Over there. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> nah, but it, it's some it's some really dope artists out there, bro, that's making some stuff now that you know might be a lot of money um in years to come, you know. So you know, we can always do that, bro. Street art is always out there too, because a lot of guys they, they do both. 
they I'm, do I'm gonna ask you this question, stuff. and I don't Talk know if you can <clears throat> basically answer it, but <clears throat> who puts the value on the art? The artist or the person that wants to receive the art? Uh, both. Because um, a lot of times, um, well, gee, it's different markets, bro. You know, I, I think artists, from what I've seen over the years, they've learned that there's layers of um, their niche has layers. You know, mm-hmm. you have people who could pay 7000 in a quick swipe. Some people want to support you, but they don't got that kind of money. So what you'll do is you'll make an 8 by 11 joint. You know what I mean? That may be $75 mm-hmm. to $100. So now we both have a dope paint by dope artist. The other person's might be 64 by 32. You know what I'm saying? Or something crazy like that. Or maybe a mural outside of a building because they got the budget. Somebody else may not have the budget. So what I'll do, I'll make a t-shirt, you know, with some stuff on it. I'll make it a limited run and I'll get an authenticity pen and stuff like that so that you feel like you have a piece of art because everybody can't afford that top-notch thing. But um, to answer your question directly, sometimes it's both. You know, you start out with a piece that could have taken you months to complete, you know, so that piece might be 4000 If somebody swipe quickly for that 4000 you're like, oh, I can make that much money on it? Ooh, Okay. So what happens now? More people want you to another stuff. one. Is, yeah, okay. You see what I'm saying? So the market sometimes, and sometimes you could make some $4,000 and it's sitting in your crib for 10 years, you know? Not that you want to decrease the price because, you know, that's where you value your art. But, you know, it, it, it differs on a person. For me personally, you know, if I, if I make something that sells that quickly because I can cater to that market, then, you know, I'm going to make more stuff at that price. But I'm going to also make it for other people, you know? And I, I feel you on that, but you mentioned something that's gonna um, kind of segue us from here to a different mm-hmm. place. Before we started this, you mentioned some doing something pro bono, and I want to know what your thoughts are. I'm here for the laughs. If you haven't taken note with my family coming through, all that, I'm here for the laughs. Pro bono. Should Kyrie Irving be working pro bono the rest of the year? Um. No. No. Get no. him out of here. If this was the NFL, yes. he would be home with Josh Gordon. He he's strategic though. See, he, he's a part of the whole council for the NBA and all that stuff. You know, he, he's just um he's a different guy. I, I don't know because I haven't heard from him. I don't know what he's thinking per se. Um, but his actions are showing us how he feels. And I don't know if he's sending things out. See, most people say he's sending things out because, you know, he doesn't like the play, playing with the NBA during COVID. Or, but he had a birthday party just chilling. You know what I'm saying? He around all these people, no mask on. So at the end of the day, like, what, what he really doing? And honestly speaking, it all the, it, this is how it plays out for me. If Brooklyn wins without him, bye. If they don't. Bye now. Bye up. now. If, if I'm a nigga on the Nets, next time he shows up to the facilities, I'm punching you in your face because what you're right. doing is you're showing me you don't care about the team. You mm-hmm. you kicked up all this dust to get over here. Got over here. You wanted permission to uh, guarantee or um, approve the coach. They gave you that. You brought your boy Katie over. Cool. Now you're basically disrespecting us by saying, I don't want, I, I just don't want to play. Personal reasons and you're not getting in contact with nobody. Nah, fam. Next time you show up, somebody got to put hands on you, let you know. Okay, you're a superstar, but we were a playoff team before you got here. Ain't right. like we were like in a in a bottom of the East before you got here. Like right, right. shading up. It, it it's weird, bro, because they say he he does text the teammates. 
So, but he doesn't text the coach. You know what I'm saying? So, and that's the thing. We don't really know what happens until he actually speaks. Nobody is saying anything on it. You know what I mean? People are, are dancing around questions and, you know, we don't know. We hope he's okay. Y'all don't really hope he's okay. Y'all want to know if he come to work or not. You know what I'm Man. saying? Like, come on. Yeah, if you, if is, you at your, at, at your job, could you just wake up and say, you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm not going to use my sick time. I'm not going to use my vacation time. I'm just not going to go. And you don't communicate. You think you still have a job? No, you got to You only, you, you get about one or two of those in a day, but you gonna get an AWOL or something when you get back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like basketball, you don't, you don't get that much annual leave, bro. You know what I mean? Like I could do that in my job. I could just wake up like, I don't feel like coming today. I don't feel like coming today. I might be able to get away with it for three, four days. You know what I mean? But after a while, um, you come back and have a, see the problem, he's losing his leverage because with James Harden there now, if they, like I said, if they win, his leverage is gone. So you don't have to come back. Really? Yeah, you don't have to come back. They, they, they think in their head, you don't have to come back. But when you do get back, first of all, here's the bill. <laughs> How much <laughs> you owe us? That's number one. Number two, here's the disciplinary actions that go along with it. And then after all that, once he finished paying all that stuff, okay, well, here's your work, here's your walking papers. You out. And then if they can get that money if they cap, boy, they could honestly speaking, man, I would trade, <laughs> it would be funny, but I would trade him for Russell Westbrook while he's gone. See what happens. See what happens, dog. <laughs> why? First of all, Russell just left. Russell just left. You, I, you, that's why that's why I said it's funny. That's why I said it's funny. Because Kyrie's going to a team where we don't care if he if he plays or not anymore, number one. And now you got the old OKC team back together. See what happens with them now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just drama in Brooklyn, fam. Mm -hmm. I'm telling I, you, for I, humor, humor purposes, that would be hilarious. I'm telling you. If it ends up that way, yes, it'd be a nice chuckle. But yeah. if if I'm the Nets, Kyrie, thank you for your time. Like, if I'm a GM fam, if you wanted to retire and be a, a activist, you should have told us that at the end in the bubble when you chose when you opted not to play, you should have told us then that you didn't have a desire to play NBA anymore. We would have been like, okay, well, maybe we'll see this as your retirement, not pay you, and you can go be an activist all you want, nigga. What is, what don't is get paid. Activist? But what is being huh? an activist, bro? You can do that when the game is over. The game is only sixty minutes. In his mind, uh, forty-eight he has to be maybe. His in his mind, he has to be an activist twenty-four-seven. He's yeah, showing he, us. He's showing us that basketball is not important to him. My issue with Kyrie has always been the nigga decides he wants to turn it up when he wants to turn it up. Like he's a great player, but he just he he has a every other mentality like he don't feel like he got to go out there and beat Kyrie every night he'll go out there and slum it up one night and then be like all right let me turn it on because niggas start talking or whatever have you or I gotta remind niggas hey I, I can ball a little bit that that's corny me that's corny to me well he, he he's selfish number one but he has his ring first first and foremost so he doesn't care what happens after that he already has his his um he already has his ring. Let's just say that. Um, two, when you look at the numbers, <clears throat> you look at the efficiency, he's top six maybe in the league productivity this year. You know what I'm saying? So in his mind, he's like, y'all need me. But what happens, like I said, if they, if they lose when he's not there, then what he's doing means a lot to them. If, he, if they don't lose, then it's going to be bye-bye birdie to him. I promise you. I hope they succeed without him so that there is that. Oh, because the mindset is probably, oh, y'all need me. 
Yes. But like I said, we made it to the playoffs before you and KD got here. Yeah. We didn't have a superstar on that team. We, we like our bench was could be a starting lineup on any team in the league. Yeah. Now, if we go out and we let's say we secure a playoff spot, or let's say you get hurt or you don't want to play. Yeah. Um. My my thing would be, fam. If if we go out and prove that we don't need you, and you're right. gone, your value, like you said, your value decreases no matter where you think you're gonna go next. Everybody gonna be looking at you like, one, you're a cancer. Everywhere you go, there's a mess. Every locker right. room you've been in, there's been some sort of turmoil. Right. Teams are winning without you. What are you bringing to the table? What are you telling me you're gonna bring to the table? Because right. now. Even though you have a ring, people are gonna attribute that to LeBron. They're not gonna give you that credit. Right. Right. Well, even they can't though, even though they yeah. can't take it, they can't take it from him. You know, we have the video to prove it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like with, with LeBron, LeBron needed him as much as he needed LeBron. But however, LeBron is doing it without you as well. So, you know, but the ring is the ring. So you know, but but like 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 you said, bro, Kyrie is one of the best things we've ever seen in our generation. Ball handling, ability to score, ability to finish. He's one of the best to ever do it. You know what I mean? But um his attitude, his attitude will disqualify him from all those conversations because people ain't gonna want um look at TO. You can be as gifted as you want, but when there's a certain stigma created about you. Yeah, you'll get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but rub people the wrong way the entire time. Yeah, but you also have your Randy Mosses. Randy Moss was known to doing the same things, walking off the field, you know what I'm saying, during games, going at it with the coach. And Randy's one of the greatest. But you difference with Randy is Randy figured out after a while that, hey, I need to tighten up on some things. Like, my ta- it's not just my talent. You know what I mean? Do people like me? And after a while, that's what. And the thing about it is, people don't dislike Kyrie. That's the that's the wiggle room. Like Kyrie's not a hated player. They everybody feels like his heart is in the right place. When you hear them talk about it, his heart's in the right place. He's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. All the other stuff. It's just the way he's going about things. It's not the way people would like him to go about it. So it 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 has to play out really because you just don't know it, Kyrie. And until you hear him say anything. Everything is speculation. They say he might not play for Nets ever again. He may retire this season. We don't know. He ain't said nothing. You know? So those conversations are, you know, just just hoopla at the moment. Another aspect of that trade, you mentioned bringing the OKC team back um, Mm -hmm. from one sucker to the next. James Harden, first off, I want us to get out of this. The players have the power uh, because it sucks. Granted, we've right. waited a while to watch players be able to make moves on their own without the organizations, but it's getting out of hand now. If well, I can just, well, if, yeah. I, if I if I could express my discord for my situation publicly, and then you give me the exact situation that I want, it's getting out of hand. Bro, it, it, this, this is a difficult conversation, right? Because you've in some ways taken the, the, the control from the masters as you, as some people might call it, you know, yeah. they've taken control from the masters, right? And they put it in now the people who, not necessarily slaves, but the people who are working for the masters 
at one point are now in control of their destiny to some degree. Yeah. But we also see that they can screw up the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Worse than when the master ran it. So, so what happens now is you have a bunch of people who don't have that type of acumen or that, or that business acumen or the responsibility level to understand the need for structure and they are the ones running running the house now, bro. So what are we doing? You have Kyrie who's on the um, isn't he on like the, is he the basketball council or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he's one of he's with the vice president. Come on, bro. What are we talking about? He's the one that's making decisions on your behalf. And look at where he's acting. So it, it this draws a big conversation. You have the you have you know the the, the supremacy ownership, <laughs> you know, or you. You tell people empower empower our people to, to start taking control of their destiny. Okay, they, now they have. Now we can't take that either. So what are we doing? What are we doing, bro? The house is the house is screwed either way. You'll James never Harden, get what you need. James Harden can't say I gave Houston my all when you go on national television after being blown out and tell people that your team is terrible and you're tired of being there. No, there's other way. I, I, and it's, we see it with Antonio Brown. We've seen it with, um, we've seen it with so many different people where they force their way out of a situation and go exactly where they wanted to be. Right. You go exactly where you say, Hey, this is my dream. There's gotta be a better way of doing it. I get right. that it's been this uh, slave mentality in sports in terms of owners and uh, the people that work the plantation, so to speak. Right, right. But it's getting out of hand. And that's coming from somebody who genuinely loves sports. And I do want people to preach ownership and us being in positions to make better moves. We're going about it wrong. Um, I think the problem is it's in the media. If this all happened behind closed doors, cool. But now everybody has a spotlight to it. So they're making it appear as, you know, we have we don't have no clue what we're doing. When there could be possible conversations. This could be the Dave Chappelle moments. <clears throat> you know, we all thought Dave was nuts. Why? Because they portrayed Dave to be nuts. They portrayed him to be, you know, go against Comedy Central and all this other stuff 20 plus years later. We figure out the truth. Guys like Cat Williams and all them, they may have known it. People who are in the, in the circles may know it, but they don't control the media. So when Kyrie says the media is the, the you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but we say the media is the devil or the media is X, Y, and Z, he could have a big point. Same thing with James Harden. James Harden might have been like, listen, I, I really don't want to play here anymore. You know, um, let's see what we can do to make an arrangement that works out for everybody. By the time we got to the media, it's like, he said he's not playing anymore and da 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 da. So now he's like, oh, that's how you want to play? Now I'm not coming back. So now I make him look like he's just abrasive and stuff like that. But, you know. I get both parts of that. Where 100%. you can be painted one way and it not be the case. Mm -hmm. But when you're the one with the paintbrush. Mm -hmm. But it's the perspective you see from the art I've drawn. Right? So I drew a picture saying, I don't want to be here. I didn't say I didn't like Houston anymore. I just no longer desire to be on a team that's on the side of losing, right? For you, you took it as, you know what I mean? I hate the city, you know what I mean? I'd rather be in Brooklyn, I'd rather be in LA. You know what I mean? So you, you painted all those things. Now, like I said, it could be both. 
It could be, I don't like the city no more. I don't want to be here no more. I just don't like my teammates. Like, it's just not working for me no more. But it's it's an interesting course of course of action, bro. My, my uh, response to that would be, you can't tell me you gave the city your all when you're one in four and situations where your team could make it to be in position to represent the West in the finals. One in four opportunities. Your shooting percentage is abysmal in that same stretch. You can't tell me you gave it your all. No, you didn't. You were great during the regular season, sure. But when it mattered in the playoffs, no, you didn't. You didn't give us your all. You didn't give us everything you had. No. Bro, for some and reason. And then now say, yeah. For some reason, God has designed basketball to where there's a certain basketball gods that are that are in the NBA that halt all production from anybody. I don't care how dope you was. In that 90s era, you had to go through Michael Jordan. Yep. We've seen all kind of all-stars. You got guys like Kevin Johnson and stuff like that who people don't even remember anymore because there was a Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? Like, there are people mm-hmm. who get obliterated because there's a LeBron James. You talk about a man who's been in the playoffs for 10-plus years not straight or something like that. Not obliterated. Not obliterated. He's, he has a losing record, so not obliterated. Let's who's just, that? LeBron James has a losing record. We can always – we, we, we can always debate the fact that he had to lose a record, but if you're on the East and he's on the East, you're not going to the, you're more than likely not going to the playoffs. Or, I mean, you're not or, going to not the playoffs. I mean, you're not going to the championship, bro. There have been too many people to win rings on his watch. Yeah, but I'm saying if you're on the East and you're playing on the East, you have to worry about going up against LeBron James. After 2010, you have to worry that if LeBron's on the East, I'm going up against him. And that's difficult to think about every year, bro. Whether he won the championship or not. Now that he's on the West, it's the same thing. You have to go through LeBron James, bro. So All right. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Because you're going to have me going to my nah, LeBron rant. That wasn't, we, we, that wasn't no, 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 no. We're keeping, we're keeping this all James Harden and Kyrie. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, as far as James Harden is concerned, like Kyrie doesn't care. I don't think he even cares about a ring anymore. You know what I mean? But James Harden, on the other hand, he doesn't want to be one of those guys that, that, that gets forgotten about. He doesn't want to be one of those guys who he's sitting courtside and, you know, they acknowledge him at a game when the camera pans over to him, but he's not a champion. He don't want to be one of those guys to be able to drop 60, average 40 points a year, no ring. He don't want to be that guy. So come on. He wants that ring, bro. And unfortunately, over on the West, LeBron just won a championship and started recruiting right after. Debatable. <clears throat> hmm? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. It's not, it's not debatable that he won the ring. How he uh, got it. He won a ring. How he got it. Yes. Hey, bro, that, listen, that, we can have that another conversation. But what I'm saying is that as soon as he won the ring, he started recruiting, bro. Started calling people. Hey, he started strengthening his team. What was Houston doing? Once they lost Trevor Ariza that year, that was it. They were going downhill. Trevor Ariza and Chris Paul were the two people who kept Houston afloat as far as like um, competitive mentality and stuff like that. So he realized the writings on the wall, bro. Go move east. See what happens over there. <laughs> you know? Well, so we'll keep it in Houston since we're here. Um, Deshaun Watson, what do you think? Do you think he's a player? And this is where it, it gets hazy for me. It gets hazy for me. Because you don't want your career to die because the organization isn't making any moves. <laughs> It's just like the conversation, everything is jumbled together, man. 
let me let me tell you what happened to, to Deshaun Watson that made his that's about to make his career go left. I think his all-time plan was to team up with Bill Belichick at the Patriots. Right. Now, because they had a terrible year this year, he's like, oh, 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 ain't coming over there. Because he realized how much structure they didn't have, bro. Now, the, I'm a Pat fan. I'm also a Tom Brady fan. So let's get that out the way. But I understand that when he looked over there, if Cam would have had a decent record, like a nine and a, a nine and um nine and seven or a ten, maybe a ten and six or something like that, something where they was almost making the playoffs. Deshaun might have been like, I right, no problem. I'll come over there and I'll get busy. Now you see a, a team where, bro, they were one of the worst teams in the league almost? Bruh. Now you're like, dag, now I got to sit here and think about where I'm going next. Because even if I go pair with one of the best coaches in the league, debatably, you know what I mean? Looking at it now, what happens? Do I, it's going to look just like Houston? I don't have no weapons over there. I got to figure it out over there. Come on, man. So I don't even know where he could go, bro. Does he have a place to go? <laughs> I don't see nowhere. I mean, he could always go to teams like the Jets and stuff, but he's no he's no far better than Houston with the teams that he could go to. There's no team being built up anymore that he can go to. I saw a bunch of stuff saying like the the possible suitors were um, the Steelers, Miami, uh, stuff that made sense. The Patriots. Um, why you do your face like that when I said the Steelers? I just don't know if I can see him in a Steelers jersey. I mean, I guess you'd have to get used to it, but it just, I don't know if that culture adds up. I just don't know if the culture adds up over there. I don't, first of all, I don't see Ben, ben Roethlisberger um, not being the quarterback over there for the next couple, th- couple two, three years. Ben uh, just had a terrible year, so he might be on his way out. Yeah, but he's still one of the better quarterbacks of the league. Yeah, a quarterback is a quarterback is a position that's always in demand in the league. No matter how many they are, you always need a backup, and the team always has a situation where your future quarterback doesn't pan out, and you need a veteran, Ryan Fitzpatrick, to keep in the back tuck. So I don't, I don't. It's a, it's a, it's a not overvalued, but it's a position in a league where. You, you're never going to be out without a job because quarterbacks are needed. Yeah, he's no matter a, he, how good the team is, no matter how bad the team is. He's a two-time champion. Is he not Ben Roethlisberger? I think Ben has three rings, if I'm not mistaken. No, nah, he wasn't on the team the first year they won. He was on the team. He lost one year to, uh, I want to say, he, we, he lost one year, definitely. So he has at least two rings. I, I don't see um, him being sat down for Deshaun Watson. In any in any type of format there is. Um, what's the other teams you said? Yeah, he um, got he got two. Ben got two. two. Um, the the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Dolphins. Patriots. I can see. Dolphins. I can see. Dolphins have a Patriot like system, and they actually have people that um they actually have people that can play over there. I would go Dolphins before I went Patriots, just culture wise. Patriots I mean, are no fun. It's no fun to play over there, honestly. It ain't supposed to be fun if you're, if you're winning. I think we're seeing that now. People looked at the, the marriage between Brady and Belichick and assumed that you go to New England, it's going to be automatic. And what gets missing out of that is 
consistency, having the same head coach your whole career, basically having the same quarterback, having the same like. No matter what, if the personnel changes, that dynamic don't change between head coach and QB. So having that consistency, people think, oh, well, going to New England, it's going to be a walk in the park. Not so much. We're seeing this year, not so much. Also, bro, they don't understand the leadership leadership Tom Brady had. Tom Brady was a true leader. And Tom Brady was also a marketing chip. People came to play because they were playing with Tom Brady. You think Muhammad yeah. Sanu will come over there to play with um? What's the guy that they got there now? Um, what's the backup Kobe QB? Um, oh man, I forgot his name, bro. Um, I don't know if it's Hoyer because that's the name. Nah. No, no, no. Hoyer Hoy- <laughs> is it, he probably over there somewhere? I'm sure he's on a bench somewhere. Um, but Muhammad Sanu, um, Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, guys are not running over there to play with those guys. I don't care who you sign. Tom yeah. Brady was the goat. And people wanted to play with the GOAT. How do you get Rob Gronkowski to come out of retirement? Like, come on. You Brian know what I'm saying? Like, over there. He, he's the third straight, but Jared Stidham is the Stidham. That's what I'm saying. Like, you think you think people run over there to play with Jared Stidham? Come on, bro. Tom Brady was a marketing chip. He was a true leader, bro. He knew the offense. You trusted him being on the field. You can't buy that everywhere. You can tell from Cam Newton's playing, bro, that you don't get that from everybody. They thought that because Belichick had a system, that anybody can win in his system. <laughs> Not so. Well, when you the have whole... Matt Castle winning 11 games. games. Oh, yeah, they won 11 11. They won 11 and 5 that year, I think, right? Yeah. Something like that. When you get, when you get Matt Castle having a, a record like that, it doesn't necessarily prove your argument, oh, well, you can just put anybody here and it's not necessarily system-based. We're seeing now that that wasn't the case, but Back then, you couldn't say, yeah, it's the system. It's not the quarterback. It's the system. They got a system that works, and we're making it do what it do. Well, here's the thing, right, about the system argument, right? When it comes to systems, you know, you have to – it's a delicate conversation, bro, because even with the system itself – Somebody has to run it, right? And before Tom Brady got there, was there a system that was it was their winning system? So if it wasn't a winning system, that means they created a winning system around Tom Brady. So was Tom Brady the system? You know what I'm saying? Like they they've had they had four. I want to say they've had at least three to four um, offensive coordinators at the time Tom Brady was there. You know, you had uh, the guy that's there now. You've had, uh, I don't remember all their names, but you've had at least three or four offensive coordinators. So I mean, people come and go, right? So Tom Brady figured out how to win with three or four different people being the offensive coordinator. Bill Belichick was still there to call some of the plays. I mean, I was about well, to say, you're missing, you missing an important piece and that's the head coach being the same. The coordinators may change, but at the end of the day, if I have a head coach who has a trust in the quarterback, I can say, yeah, this is the play that we might do, but if you see something else, I trust you. Like, I, I have that report with you to say, I trust you. Regardless of what the offensive coordinator is, like, I have that report. Yeah, but like, he, had a report with Cam, he had a report with Cam Newton. Nah. Yeah, but it, that's cool and all, but when you know a certain amount of football, you're talking about Tom Brady who's seen 20-plus years of football, right? Even as an offensive coordinator coming in, he listens to you, he takes stuff from you, and he says, you know what, I think we can enhance this by doing X, Y, and Z. You think you're getting that same thing with Cam Newton? You think you're getting the same output? 
I don't care how 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 much the head coach say you can see something new, uh, go do X, Y, and Z. When I get on the field, right, and I call an audible, or I tell people, hey, look over there, block him, block him, block him. Hey, hey, make sure you block him. Hey, running back, step up. These are things that you can't buy and you can't find in every quarterback, bro. Like I said, Bill Belichick had a terrible year. We'll look at next year, see what happens, right? If he had a good season next year, all right, this year might go go to waste. If he doesn't, though, he's made a pretty big mistake. Pretty big mistake. Pretty big mistake, bro. We'll see, man. It's it's uh, it's not to be left for uh, the faint heart, but Tom Brady's still in the playoffs. I'll put it like that. <laughs> you know. We had this conversation last time when we started to. Are we willing to admit that Tom Brady and LeBron James are the same person where teams will go out of their way to put whoever around that individual to win versus, hey, let's compete against this guy. Are we, um, let's compete against this guy. Hey, let's move heaven and earth for these two individuals to surround them with individuals so that they can win. It's the same conversation we're having. Yeah, it, it, it gets to the point where it's people want to play. You got Antonio Brown for free almost. You know, you're not paying, you're not even paying top dollar for some of the top players, bro. You know what I mean? Like people are willing to play with Tom Brady for less money. Antonio Brown was just crying about how much you're paying him like a year ago. <laughs> he was he was getting bricked, he was getting broken off from everybody team. He had three teams owing him money. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? He he got money from the Patriots, he got money from the Raiders, and he might have got money from somewhere else. And now your man come over here, he's just like, all right, cool, I want to play with Tom. He ain't had no problems this season that you know about. Like, what's really happening right now, bro? We talking about we talking about Tom Brady, dog. So to answer your question about will um, teams do that, I think that they've understood the level of uh, the level of winning mentality that these guys have. These guys aren't coming just to take money from the team. LeBron has never been the highest played player as far as I can back him, as far back as I can remember, as far as NBA salary is concerned. He's never the highest paid player. Neither is Tom Brady, you know? And the guys like Tom Brady, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you got um, Antonio Brown, you got all these guys. And he's like, yo, listen, you may not make the Pro Bowl this year, but you're going to make the playoffs. And where they at? He's, they have winning mentalities, winning cultures, bro, instilled in them. I hear all that. I still think uh, organizations move heaven and earth to put the right pieces around them to win. And it's not Hold any fault to... Hold on now. Wait a minute. What is heaven and earth for the Patriots? What's heaven and earth that they moved for Tom Brady? What pieces? Nikhil Harry? Who? I, I, I who's the, who's the heaven and earth, bro? <laughs> they Randy didn't Moss. exist. However, they got Randy Moss. However, they got that Randy wasn't Moss. heaven and earth. That's that, what, that was one player. That was one player. It's Randy. Tom Brady played for Moss. twenty. He played with him for for a year, I think. That's twenty years, it's bro. Randy, That's not moving heaven and earth. Randy Moss. It's not like he he's not a, a, a regular Joe. He's not your 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 absolutely. Uh, Julian Edelman, where you can be like, oh, yeah. Let's One play. of the best. It's Randy Moss. One of the best to ever do it, 100%. But that's not – but see, LeBron can get heaven and earth 
a lot quicker than Tom Brady can. If you look over the years, Tom Brady has made it work with nobody. That's why you're looking at these guys, like Wes Welkin and Julian Edelman. You know these guys from somewhere? Do you know them from somewhere? My, Did you watch you them in college? You can't answer this for me because I, I, I followed his career my entire life. Peyton Manning never had the luxury that Tom Brady had, and you can say that arguably two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. What luxury are you talking about that Tom Brady had? What luxury? Outside of getting a Randy Moss or going to Tampa Bay and getting um, – Bro, he had Marvin Harrison. A, Marvin Harrison was a very good wide receiver. He was, nobody's Marvin Randy Harrison Moss. And nobody's Randy, Randy Moss. Hello? So but he had Edron James. Didn't he have Edron James too? Edron James wasn't a beast of a running back. He was a, he was a goal line uh, Tom Brady, one. bro. I gave you three names. You can't give me all the names that, that Tom Brady had. You are Randy Moss. That's it. <laughs> that's it, bro. We're talking about 21 years, of, and you gave me one name. That's not heaven and earth, bro. I'm sorry. LeBron, yes, maybe. Not Tom Brady. I've studied the game. Uh-uh. Who's around Tom Brady right now? Who's his receiving core? Tight ends, receivers. Who's his running back? His running back is Ro, Ro Jones, Leonard Fournette. Um, your receiving core, your receiving core is Antonio Brown, um, Mike Godwin, um, Chris. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, who's who's his, uh, Rob Gronkowski? Uh, who's his Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, yeah. That's, but those guys were there. That's not moving heaven and earth. The only thing you got was Rob Gronkowski and um and Antonio Brown. Those guys were those guys were there. It, it didn't move heaven and earth for those guys. Uh, it's perfect it, it, for me. It just seems like coinc- coincidence. Yeah, they might have been there, but it was getting Tom Brady around them or to them. Not to say that they moved yes. those pieces once Tom got there, right? But they put they put basically put the team together and was like, hey, hey. no, it's almost like the the, the marketing pitch. Hey, you want to come here? Look at all these weapons no, we got. Hundred percent. This year is the first year I can say that they're moving heaven and earth for Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Because they probably, Bruce Arians, like, I don't want this, I don't want this. They looked at him and said, listen, get him what he wants. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Get him. They said, Bruce, uh, you like working here? You like, you like, you like, you like, you like Tampa? Yeah, yeah, I love it. You sure? That's great, man. Listen, get it, get him what he wants. That way we can ensure that you have um, some years to come here. So this year, I agree with you, 100%. Move heaven and earth. But the Patriots, man, please. They got rid of last year, his beginning receiving core. Was Josh Gordon? Um, was it Demarius? Was it Demarius Thomas? Mm. A bunch of guys that mattered. They got rid of all of them for Nikhil Harry and the other guys that's there. I don't even remember all the guys then now. Come on, they they trashed that man. That man was in the first seven games. He was winning streak. Come on, yeah, Come yeah. On. We could do this all day, but but we, we could we could we, <laughs> we could do this all but, day, bro. Honestly, yeah. But like I said, it, it's for for me, uh, those two players are the ones that come to mind in terms of organizations putting meticulously putting pieces around them to ensure we're winning not just competing but we're winning and <sighs> Deshaun I hope he gets in a situation where he's put in a position to win and not just sent like like they try to do Chris Paul to OKC where, where you yeah. just send him to a team just to send him to a team and yeah. he still made that team a playoff team yeah 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 um 
I, I don't so, think Deshaun has, has that ability yet, but um, Chris Paul is definitely one of the goats when it comes to that, making somebody a, a contender, you know, when he gets there. Give him unfortunately, that's be the only thing. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the only thing he's going to do um, and be known for, but he, he definitely is one of the greats for that. 100%. All right, man. Um, before I let you go, of course, you know the routine here. I need a show from you uh, for the folks. Show, movie, whatever it is that you're watching currently or plan to watch. Let me see, man. What I, what have I been watching? I've really been into Cobra Kai on Netflix. Okay, what um, season you want? I'm on two. It, I, it brought it brought it brought up my my inner martial arts for some reason. I feel like I, I'm look I'm studying stuff on YouTube now, <laughs> different things. <laughs> when he was doing moves, I'm like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> Boy, listen, man. <laughs> this nigga trying to be Daniel son. Let me find out. The thing about Daniel son is I never understood. My man started a black belt. Like, so like he, he was the only student in the class. You never see him go through the ranks. As soon as he got a gi, he got a black belt. I said, nah, come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Like, Mr. Miyagi, like, I don't know what to Mr. Miyagi was teaching him. And all this wax on, wax on, stuff, off stuff, man. You know, I appreciate it. I, I get it. But I'm like, how you get a black belt starting out? He got out, a black bro? belt that he stole. He didn't even earn that black belt. They stole that black belt when it was at the tournament. See, girl, yo, and, and he and he giving out black belts too. It's the same thing with them um Cobra Kai, them Cobra Kai guys. They belts was black too. I'm like, what's happening over here? Like everybody, I'm not just, I'm bro, I'm not, I'm not. Am I missing something? Did I miss something? Nah. They not only do they start out black belts like at, at Cobra Kai, the nigga strips them and they go back to white. So I'm like, how did? <laughs> when, when did y'all not? When were y'all not white belts? When did like no matter, what, bro. No matter your form, like no matter the, the, the routine or the study that you have, everybody starts as a white belt, as far as I know. He said, I'm, you know what? Everybody back to white. I said, now everybody back to white. When did they get past it? Remember when Glasgow had you doing um personal I sessions? Do. I do, I do. In, I do. Uh, in a, um, the lounge? I do, I do. He, uh, they used to do demonstrations with me and all kinds of stuff, man. It was. It was a lifestyle, man. God rest his soul, man. <laughs> yeah, God rest his soul, man. Like, I was out there killing it, too. You couldn't tell me nothing, bro. Yeah. I avoided a lot of fights, though. <laughs> Black belt or no, I never had to fight, bro. Like, look, look, little minor scuffles after school, but I ain't never had to risk my life to show what I learned. <laughs> Thank the Lord. What's the, what's the joints they call the... Uh... Nigga, had a, nigga was an honorary black belt under Deacon Glasgow. Who? Who's honorary? You, nigga, you was an honorary black belt. Nah, I wasn't. Not no, no, no. See, the thing about the thing about that is, you can't just give somebody one. You got to get it certified by other masters and grandmasters most times. So anybody who, when he gave me a belt, I had to get certified by a master. Nigga, who, who certified Glasgow? Um, Kung Fu Jones, nigga. You know? <laughs> nah, <laughs> it was a dude named Eugene Route. So. He um he learned from a dude named Speedy Leacock. I ain't gonna go too much into it because you you can't verify none of these people. But <laughs> he he learned from a dude named um I think it was Speedy Leacock. He learned from and a dude named Eugene Robinson. They were both um pretty up there. 
but nigga, we was working nigga out learn from crackheads on a block around a corner from the church. Yo, man, Listen, my a degree is a degree, is bro. <laughs> honorary black belt. That's what I'm calling this joint. Honorary black belt hey, because bro. of you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, my joint is a uh, one night in Miami. Um, oh yeah, the movie on Amazon. Yeah, about is it good? Uh, Muhammad. I haven't seen it. Okay, okay. Bro. I haven't seen it, but it looks really good. It came out yesterday, so it looks really good. Um, about the night that. Ali beat uh, Sonny Liston, yes. and he meets up with Malcolm X, Jim Brown, and Sam Cooke in a hotel yes. because segregation wouldn't allow them to stay in the upscale places in Miami. And it talks right. about uh, that one night where they all met up and they were talking about their role in the civil rights movement. Even if it's not a true story, I, I still want to see... Um, I still want to see it because it sounds dope conceptually and it sounds like something I'd be interested in. So Yo, one, give, one night Miami, bro, Cobra Kai for before, you. We, we, for, before we go off, we have to give Regina King her flowers for that movie. Cause I think that was a Regina King film, if I'm not mistaken. How are we going to give her flowers without seeing it? Bro, the fact that you even, the, first of all, the concept behind that movie alone, bro, is tough. Yes. That's one. Yes. First of all, where are you getting information from? You have to do so much research. Talk about Sonny Liston, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, and who's the other person? Um, Jim Brown. Sam bro, we talking about we talking about five to ten. I'm sure there's gonna be more people in there. We talking about five yeah. to ten black legends, bro, to capture all that for one night. Come on, yeah. Come on, man. Even yeah, if, yeah, even yeah, if the yeah, movie yeah, trash. Bro, we've watched Tyler Perry movies, bro. Like, let's let's be let's be honest. It don't, can't be but so we. bad. Don't don't say we. You've never you seen Tyler Perry movie. Life. You've never seen Tyler Perry in your in your life. Not, not in my life. <laughs> not that I want. Not that I personally put on. Was it on in the room? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. But but did you see it? You you can tell me some characters. I promise you can. No, and shout can't. shout out to Tyler Perry because I, no. I went my work with him one day. But um, you know. Now nah, you 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 got your car revoked just now. Kyle ain't looking for you. You bugging. You bugging. I ain't looking for you. you but yo, bugger. my nigga, I appreciate you again uh, for coming through. We were supposed to have 100%. a guest, uh, another guest up here, but I'm gonna put him on blast. Uh, Courtney, you kind of you ditched us today, and he's probably gonna hear this and uh, curse me out. You kind of ditched yeah. us because you're supposed to be up here having this conversation with us, but it's all right. We're gonna uh, scoop you up the next time. Friends, appreciate you. I would tell you to get your excuse ready, but you can just storm the Capitol and have your caucasity or blackness. Uh, I hear you. Keep you from you. getting uh, any in trouble. So I hear you. You doing any? You doing any predictions, man, for Super Bowl or anything like that? No. Oh, appreciate you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, do you want to do just Super Bowl teams or the games to go to the? You know what? Do Super Bowl. Because I was going to say yeah. the games. Oh, it's too difficult. You can just give me your winners for your I'll, game I'll tonight super. and then your Super Bowl prediction. I don't know who playing tonight. Who playing tonight? Buffalo um, and Baltimore. I'm going Buffalo. And the Packers and the Rams. I'm going... I'm going Packers. I agree with the Packers. I do think... Um, this Ravens-Bills game is going to be probably the most exciting game of the playoffs uh, to date. Um, I really want to say Ravens, but I'm I'm not 
too sold on him because uh, Lamar Jackson let me down last year against Tennessee. Mm. And Josh Allen has been playing out of his mind this year. Um, the one thing, the one thing about your boy Lamar is he doesn't realize that he has to do it all until later in the game. He has to do yeah. it. He has to throw the alley and catch the dunk. He doesn't get it from quarter one. He don't get it till he gets to quarter three or four. And yeah. I don't know if you can play with Josh Allen like that this year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's the reason I'm picking the Bills because if he figures out in quarter one he has to do it all. He might be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Being that I have a, a my hesitancy with Lamar is him. He let, he let me down last year. I will say, uh, I'll go Bills. I'll okay. go Bills. Um, then Sunday you have Browns, Chiefs, and Bucks, Saints. With the Browns and Chiefs, I'm going Browns for the upset. Um, Oh, nigga, you out of your mind, like Patty Mahomes in on the other side of the – you out of your mind. You got to understand, though, the Browns' defense is what got them a lot of them points. It wasn't because Baker Mayfield – I was going to outplay um, Patrick Mahomes because, you know, I ain't going to lie. Nick, first of all, Kareem Hunt is going to be the wild card. That's all I'm going to say. Kareem Hunt is going to be the wild yeah. card. He's going to remember what they did to him. He's going he gonna to run through their necks, right? He's going to remember he's going to run through their necks. But – you also have um, that Browns defense. I think that um, Pat Mahomes is due for an interception or two. I mean, if they capitalize on a pick six, it's going to be tough for him. He can always come back, but the way Nick Chubbs and him is running, bro, they're going to control that clock. We'll see how that works out. I like Pat Mahomes, though, but I, I like Baker Mayfield a lot better. I don't believe you just said that. Um, Bucks Saints, because that's another hour and a half. You know what time that you, you know you, you, you know what time that is. I'm going TV so twelve. Yeah, so right. Never. I think Saints is a better team, but I'm always going to go Tom Brady. Um, All right, uh, I go Bucks and I go uh, I go Bucks and I go Chiefs. But mm. in terms of the Super Bowl, I want to see the package Chiefs. Packers, I don't want to see Pack. I don't feel like Aaron Rodgers is as great as everybody says he is. Wow. Um, yeah. What are you wow. what are you base what are you basing it on? Like what do you base Aaron Rodgers' greatness on? Wow. Yeah, what are you basing it on? He's has he ever been the best quarterback in the league to you? Yes. That, that's why he's won MVP, and that's why he's he's uh won wins because he's been the best quarterback in the league. He hasn't won means. Super Bowl. He hasn't won Super Bowls. He's won a Super Bowl. That's I not, said that's MVPs and whatever. He's won MVP. And he's won mm -hmm. a Super Bowl. No, bro. So, I don't. I don't. I don't remember a year where he was better than right now. He's not the best quarterback in the league to me. Um, well, that's because prior, Patrick Mahomes resides in Kansas City, and he's the best quarterback in the league. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, so what makes what makes say. what makes Aaron Rodgers the, the the best? You know what I mean? Because is it is it his running ability? Is it his ability to throw far? Like, what makes him the best? I would never say Tom Brady is the best quarterback in the league at any year, but he's the greatest. You know what I mean? Like, Drew Brees is always going to be up there. Drew Brees breaks records every year. Like, you think Aaron Rodgers is better than Drew Brees? Absolutely not, in my opinion. He's not better than Pat Mahomes. Absolutely not, in my opinion. So what makes him the best? He's not better than Tom Brady either. So this year he may be, but as far as like over the years, not. 
Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. That's that that's that's exciting. It's a definitely exciting Super Bowl. I won't I won't lie about that. That would be exciting. So who do you got in the Super Bowl? Um who did I have winning the uh I I got Browns. And who's the other team in the AFC I said are coming out? Um, Browns and the Bills be between the Browns and the Bills. If and you by your standards. I definitely got I'm definitely going Tampa. Um out of loyalty in the Super Bowl. And um I feel like the, the Browns or the Bills will be there. I'm not All sure right. which one though. All right. All right. <laughs> this, this, this has been great. Thank you for your time and your terrible, terrible takes. Uh All right, man. Don't be wrong. I'll get you up here to you don't be wrong, because I'm gonna get you up here to roast you if the Browns don't win. Listen, I'm okay with them not winning. I'm I'm all Tom Brady. The rest of it is just fun. I'm all TB12 though. But I, I can foresee the Browns winning against um against uh whoever they play. Tom beating Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady? Is he beating Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Yeah, bro. With, right. the, with, the, with right. the team he has, thank it's you. good talking to you. All right. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you. It's you know what? Great. You did, it's, that, it's that Russell Wilson year again. It's that Russell Wilson year again. I ain't going to say nothing to you. Y'all thought Russell Wilson was going to beat him too. I hear you. I, I hear you, God. I hear you, God. Thank you. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for having this conversation. Blessings. Blessings. You. Uh, give the wife my love. I'll holler. Will do, man. Blessings. Y'all be good. Easy. Chill.